they're about to discover nothing is what it seems. We got a situation ahead. Everybody in the mod's gone inside. What the hell is going on out there? Whatever used to live here, we woke it up. It takes us. I'm talking about a kind of possession. Something's kicking out there. We need us, and we need you. None of us is gonna survive if we don't stick together. Come on. Time to stay alive. Second time I saved your life. Yeah, run a town! From the master of terror. John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Damn, girl. I like you already. Tonight we're here to discuss. Jesus, Ghost you've done 22 of these? Yes, yes. 22. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, and tonight we're here to discuss uh, Ghost to Mars. And um, and as you probably heard, we do have a very special guest joining us tonight. But before we get to the special guest, um, we have going around table Tony. Tony Meaches, how are you doing, sir? All right, thank you. Good, sir. How are you doing? Good, doing well, doing well. Um, and we also have returning, as always, the regular Ryan Kendall. How are we, sir? Good, good. Just chilling in my little crib. Excellent, excellent. And uh, that voice you heard earlier, um, we have is, is our special guest, uh, Tone. Tone Egan. How are we doing to tonight, sir? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Excellent, excellent. Um, Tone, if you don't mind, just uh, we always do a little intro for our guests. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know. You know, your love for movies and whatnot. So I'll, I'll leave it with you to give us a little intro about yourself. Okay. Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm basically, you know, huge movie nut. Um, I, uh, huge John Carpenter fan. Mm. Um, I, you know, am a filmmaker. I, I, I do all sorts of things. I've worked on, you know, various Blu-ray special features and worked on things like um, uh, the uh, the doco about um, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau that uh, David Gregory produced. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just do all sorts of shit. But my background, I, I was, I, I basically um, trained as a film editor, worked as a film editor, but then moved into directing and producing and doing all sorts of different things before eventually settling down because I, I just, I always used to write in my spare time and, and I, I just found that um, I could, you know, sell scripts to people. <laughs> um, not not to say that they've all been made. Fuck all have been made. But that's the way it goes in the business. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's me in in short form. Very cool, very cool. Thank you. Uh, look, Tone, thank you for coming on. Like I said, um, we thought you'd be a, you know, a great guest. I mean, we know you personally, but we thought you'd be great on this because you are a Carpenter fan. And um, and we were discussing one of his more, uh, how shall we say, uh, 
Maligned. Yeah. Maligned, yes. Films in his catalogue. <laughs> so, uh, so, well, let's get into the movie, shall we, before we jump into it? Because the reason we also brought Tone on, Tone has done something very special with this film. But um, but it, jumping into it, Ghost of Mars. So, Roundtable, uh, just curious, when did everyone first come across Ghost of Mars? Uh, Ryan, when, when did you first come across this this film? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say a decade ago, more a decade ago, because I'm old. Um, I don't know how I feel. Not as old as me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, probably not as old as you, Tony, but, you know, <laughs> oh my, I'm getting there. I'm feeling it in my back <laughs> when I wake up. It's just fucking I'm broken. All right. <laughs> awesome. But, um, no, it was a fair few years ago. I, this is the first time watching it in at least a good five years. I'm not going to lie. Six years. Did, did you remember your original thoughts on the film, or is that a distant memory? Um, I remember it being... I, I do remember it being sort of cheesy, but also knowing, like, when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, this isn't the best, but... It's pretty B grade ish, and I'm going to take it for what it is. Because yeah. just, it's, you know, the whole idea of like people colonizing Mars and they can't, they've like made Mars breathable, and there's like the, you know, insane clown posse of killing people, beheading everyone. I'm just like, yeah, all right, it's pretty B grade. I'll take it for that. Yeah. And I'll just enjoy it as whatever I get, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony, do you remember when you came across Ghost of Mars? Um, I saw it when it's on its first release on DVD back in 2001. For the, and um, that was the last time I saw it until last week. Because I remember not, not, not liking it as much as I thought. The only thing I remembered very well about the movie was the heavy metal soundtrack. The rest was just forgettable to me. But, um, but it was actually quite... Good revisiting it after twenty years of watching it since I since I last watched it. Mm, very cool. And uh, Tone, uh, you um, I think you said you saw this in the cinema, did you? You caught it? Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, look, it 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 was um, you know being a, a huge Carpenter fan, um, uh, you know, and you know I went to college in like nineteen eighty two. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I'd be just like pimping the guy's wares, like you wouldn't believe to my, um, my, uh, compadres, shall we say in, in at the college. Um, and, you know, for the most part, everybody sort of thought that I was a fucking idiot. Um, and that, you know, and they were all into their art films and whatever. And I, I think when we saw each other the other night, I, I was saying, you know, like I just used to be really anti-art film because um, I think art is just like a, yeah. I'm but no, I, um, I, I, just, I just found everybody was really, um, for the most part, in, in, the company I kept in terms of uh, college, um, just everybody was real sort of like, oh, you know, Godard and blah, 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 blah. And, 
and I just used to get really heavy about it and just say, I don't give a fucking shit about any of that crap. You know? <laughs> it's fucking really easy to make an art film. You know? You can just fucking shoot whatever random crap you want and call it art. Um, whereas I had a real appreciation for just really good, simple, economic storytelling. Um, and that that's what I loved about the Carpenter films. I mean, you look at something like, um, you know, Assault and Precinct 13, I, that's an incredible film. Um, and, and yeah, so that, that, that's where I was coming from, you know, and, and yeah, I just used to have a little bit of argy-bargy with my, you know, 15 other colleagues in, in, in the class, um, and um yeah yeah i mean i just it just used to really shit me that you know these people would shit on um people like carpenter or romero i mean a huge romero fan mm. um and and i just it, it just used to piss me off um but you know i just you know did my thing i did my three four years whatever whatever and just got into the business but anyway Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, Carpenter, he manages to do amazing, amazing looking films on, you know, very low budgets. Like, um, Yeah, uh, look, I, I remember, I, I remember back in the day, and it was actually with um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And uh, one of the big things with the, the studio, from what I recall, I just remember seeing an interview with a producer or something, um, and maybe it was part of like a, you know electronic press kit or something. But it w but it was basically like this producer just going, "Hey, what we like about this guy is um, he knows what the fuck he's doing, mm. and he doesn't waste money." Um, and so, you know, Carpenter would come on set and he knew exactly where to place, place the camera, etc. And he'd mark, you know, apparently X's on the ground. It's like, no, X and it's this, this lens. So this is a 50 mil lens or this is a whatever lens. Um, and that, that always blew me away. Mainly because I was completely inept with um, <laughs> camera stuff and lenses. I, I, I didn't know dick. Um, and, uh, but yeah, apparently he was just like so on the money. He could just, you know, mm. go and, yep, I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to shoot it. This. It's like, here's my X on the ground. At this point, we're going to move in and do a close-up of this. And I need this lens for it. That really impressed me. But like, it was a very long time ago, so I, I can't remember who said that, but it, it was one of the producers on, on Big Trouble. Yeah, yeah. He, um, as I know that he likes to have control over his movies, so that's why he does prefer lower budgets. So I think Ghost of Mars was a bigger budget one, and, and a lot of his 90s stuff, like, obviously that was much bigger budgets. And, and in interviews, he said, like, he felt like a lot of the control was taken away from him in these these sort of projects. So, um, you know, that controlled environment isn't really there in some of these big ones. So, 
but yeah, I, I'm not so maybe. sure. I believe that on Ghost. That's what he claims. That's what he claims. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm I'm not sure. I just think he 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 said, oh, okay, I get to make another movie. Get getting into the film itself. Uh, we can yeah open a discussion. Like uh, sure. so, I mean. Technically, this—I don't know. Some people would argue this feels like the last John Carpenter film because um, the Ward doesn't really. I mean, it, it's one of his movies, but it doesn't feel like this feels pure Carpenter it, it, in part. Yeah, oh, ab, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a, absolutely. It was like a pure Carpenter, and, and th- this is the thing. Um, when when it was sort of like, and I, I saw the posters up in the cinema, it's like, oh man, I can't wait, I can't wait, and I'm fucking reading Fangoria or whatever. Um, and just thinking, man, this, this is this is going to be like fucking, you know, Escape from New York meets fucking, um, you know, Assault on Precinct 13. It's going to be a real down and dirty thing, you know. It's mm. gonna be really exciting. And then it was just like, <laughs> it was just so bad. <laughs> so well, bad. And the ward is far superior to it, you know. Even though you know he 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 didn't write the ward, and also he yeah I know I I I know, but I look I can't even remember the ward, but I remember that it's like ah oh, thank God, yeah <laughs> he's gone somewhere with his life, you know, <laughs> get off the PlayStation Carpenter. <laughs> hey, he's selling those Turtle Beach headphones right now. You can get a, <laughs> a Carpenter promo, um, but yeah, it's like a mix of. Like I said, like, um, yeah, I mean, like, he loves, obviously, the classic Rio Bravo. He's kind of like, you know. Yeah, done, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Salt and Priest 13 was kind of a homage to Rio Bravo. And same oh, with- totally. It's a, a total knockoff. Um, the, um, the other thing with Ghosts of Mars is, I think, originally, it was written as a Escape from New York sequel. Mm. that got buried and never yeah. happened. It got buried because I think the studio was just like, you didn't make any money on LA, so we're not going to do it. So we just changed things around. Yeah, and I've got to say, um, Escape from LA, uh, as much as it, another one that's really maligned, and I saw it on the big screen in original release, it's actually really aged well. And it's, it's actually a yeah. really funny fucking movie. I remember it being funny. I remember enjoying it for, again, what it was. Yeah. Because I knew it wasn't, like, as serious as New York. Like, as soon as you're fucking surfing on a wave with Peter Fonda in, like, LA, I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'll tell you what's really, really cool. Um, Track it down, and, you know, if you can't find it, I'm happy to provide. Um, (laughs) The original screenplay for it is so different. And it's, it's... LA... Yeah, 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 LA. It's really, really awesome. There, there's awesome stuff in it, like um, where, like, um, uh, a Hollywood Bowl, um, and it's all like a throwback to the um, the stuff in Escape from New York, where the da 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 that scene, you know, where where you've got people putting on a performance in this, you know theater that doesn't exist anymore um but it was it was bigger and it was much more on point 
um, in terms of uh, just just shaking the cage. And so what it was was like a bunch of guys, like Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan guys, on the stage going, and that's how the film opened. That's not how it was shot. That's it's gone, brother. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. No, the, the, the original screenplay that didn't get made is insanely good. Wow. And and uh, I think we, we mentioned last time briefly, there technically was an Escape from New York 3, the knockoff. What was the French? Um, what was that? that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with my... Luke, Luke oh, no, I'm just trying to think of the movie. Uh, Tony, do you know that what was the one the uh, the lockdown or what? Does anyone know? Lockdown. Lockdown with with one of our greatest inverted commas actors inverted commas. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Mister. Well, I was in Priscilla, so. And, oh, by the way, do you remember that I was in a Nolan film? <laughs> but I mean, there was a lawsuit over that movie, and and, oh, Gar- and, and Carpenter won. He yeah. won. Which it is, was a complete uh, rip off of New a, York. But you know, like, like I was just going to say, like the the crazy thing. I mean, not to get too off topic, but the original, you know, Escape from New York, like it blows my mind. The budget for that movie was only like six million, and just oh yeah, so awesome. much more epic in scale than you know. No, no, it's a, it's a, it, it, it has incredible scope. Um, and you know, and one of the big things is that, um, people don't remember or realize that that was all Corman's new world that did the effects for it. And the thing is when, and it, it, it tails back to Battle Beyond the Stars, whereas like Corman's going to do his Star Wars knockoff, which I think is fucking awesome, by the way, Battle Beyond the Stars. Mm. Um, but um it was it, it was so sort of expensive you know like corman's gone out and said oh look you know for that one battle beyond the stars oh just you know hey industrial light magic i'm gonna make this film and blah 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 and they put in their quote and corman's just said i could i could set up my own special effects company for that price and that's what he did Wow. Yeah. So um, that that's pretty insane, you know. Yeah. Look it up. Do some googling. You'll you'll see all the the joy and the horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So, I mean, Ghost of Mars itself, it, 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 you know, like I said, it is sort of a Rio Bravo, yeah, a mishmash of all those Carpenter films into one. It, 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 like, I think like you said, Tony, the other night, like it's a greatest hits almost. He was trying yes, to do like absolutely. a bit of a, you know, and but appealing to a more, uh, you know, I guess younger generation because I think you also made another good point. It's his most violent film that he's... Oh, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's like... It's so oh, that and so bloody I'm sorry, I cut across you. Sorry, Ben. No, I was just saying, I think Vampires is pretty violent as well. Yeah, we sort of, he was sort of getting there, but Ghosts of Mars is like, in terms of Carpenter, like pure Carpenter yeah. films, way, way more violent and bloody. Yeah. It's, it's so been, violent. 
Yeah, because I mean, I think like you said, that most of his violence in films have really been suggestive, like a lot of it. But I mean, this this um, all quite restrained. But this one's a, a bit of a gore fest at times. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you're right, you're right, Ryan. Vampires, it, from yeah, it is also violent, violent too as well. It is. Um, I actually think vampires is a lot of fun. I love vampires so much. It is. We can we can cover it next time. It's an indicator. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should come on to discuss it. Oh, for sure. Easy. <laughs> um, even like because people forget about his um, masters of horror films that he did as well. Cigarette burns and um, pro life. Yes, Cigarette Burns is awesome. It's great, and like he does, he doesn't really care about those films <laughs> either. And I'm like, these are awesome. Yeah, they should be should be appreciated. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, go some eyes. Sick yeah. film. Trashy yeah. with the hot air balloon coming in, <laughs> crash landing, which and exploding, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> it was like a scene out of The Simpsons or something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit different in my cut, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I guess you know the film is it's a prison prisoner transfer type film. So trying to get this prisoner to, to this sort of colony and and uh, and yeah, like the you know it's it's a you know, bit of everything and and these sort of this what was it like sort of entity possesses you and you kind of become just essentially like a a vehicle for this this sort of. Um, spirit thing and you kind of just you know, start mutilating yourself and becoming the, the ghost of Mars, I guess. It's, it's, it's never really explained too well in the original cut. But, uh, no, it's yeah. explained so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, it, it, it starts off with this... The, the thing, and once again, we can get to it in a bit, Tone's recut, but the original cut... It, it's a bit confusing. Like it starts off with this tribunal, and there's a narrator, and you really don't get what's going on for a little bit until you eventually get to the colony. Um, I think the problem with it is that like there's too many like flashbacks, and yeah, yeah, there's just too many of that that happens like nearly every five to ten minutes. There's a flashback and of so, flashback. Yeah, it's always someone telling their story. Yeah, so while we're on that, I mean, we might as well get to it. Um, you know, Tone uh, made a re-edit, uh, recut of this film where he's removed all the flashbacks. So, you know, it's flashback-free. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a much more linear story. But, yeah, it's, it's it, the flashbacks are really confusing. And But but once you, like I said, once they get to the, uh, get to the, the colony and, and, you know, the action starts happening, it becomes... Like you said, Ryan, a bit of a trashy, fun carpenter film, mm. a, a bit of popcorn entertainment. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the soundtrack's heavy, and you know, it's 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 yeah, a bit of fun. I mean, yeah, for for, for the middle part, definitely. Yeah. yeah, the soundtrack was the soundtrack was I gotta say is pretty good. The music was composed by Carpenter, <clears throat> but it includes so many it includes heavy metal. Yeah, it's like Buckethead and Steve Vai is like guitarist and all that. Yeah, Steve Vai, Anthrax, Buckethead. It was it was great, great, great collection of artists there doing the great doing this music. Yeah, it gives a real energy and it's definitely his most heavy sound. Oh yeah, no, no, the 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 sound. Look again, it's 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 like 
with the violence and everything else in the film, the the music's like right out there. It's just nothing like what he's ever done before. Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, like like I said, it's it's very. I think like I said he was trying to cater to a. Yeah, I guess a younger crowd that wanted, well, that were getting used to more violence. Well, I don't know whether it's a younger crowd though, because it was still going to be like a, you know, a, a MPAAR. Ah, oh, yeah, true. true. Mm. So, it, but I mean, you've got you've got a good, I mean, you've got a good cast here. I mean, like, um, yeah, some cast. Oh, oh yeah, fucking Jason Statham's like early role with hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, with hair, with, with hair, and he, and apparently he was meant to. Uh, play Ice Cube like Ice Cube's role, Desolation, but um Ice Cube had the biggest star power. But still, yeah, that that's I'll... a bit of a head scratcher. But anyway, yeah. Well, oh, and Hi. also, I read that um Ice Cube considered this Ghost of Mars to be the worst film he's appeared in because yeah. apparently he called it unwatchable, and John Carpenter let him down with the special effects. It looked like it was made in 1979. What's wrong with well, that? Well, I don't know about the 1979 comment, but, um, yeah, dude, seriously, Cube, um, dude, you're not a good actor. <laughs> seriously, you are not a good actor. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about it more when we get into the, uh, the recut discussion. I mean, because <laughs> Cube did really shit on it when it came out. He it was not particularly proud of it. Um, I think that also gave it bad press as well, which is... Mm. Well, and, and, and also, uh, Nastasha Henstridge, who I think is like a killer babe, um, yeah. it, it's like, well, it was originally going to be Courtney Love. Yeah. Courtney Love. Yeah. You know, it's like, nah. Yes. <laughs> That 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 that's that's like that would have been some seriously stunt casting. <laughs> you know what's the weird one weird thing like that kind of put me off is when um so Jason Statham's like a fucking sex freak and always is like hitting on Natasha. And there's like that one moment where like he locks them to in like that storage unit and then Natasha actually agrees to go like yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's make Not it. Not my cat, brother. <laughs> and then the shit happens. I was like, wait, was she actually like gonna go for it? Give him a like, root? What the? Or fuck? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, was she just playing with it? the polls to say never again? And that's that's removed from Tone's cut. But it's yeah, just it just once again, it's it just feels out of place. Like yeah, it does. Um, but you know, and uh, of course we've got. Pam Greer, who's not in it for very long, unfortunately. She kind of gets yeah. killed off a bit early. Unfortunately. Yeah, she was, killed off, uh, she was killed off early, unfortunately. But at least um, she's mentioned in the soundtrack. One of the, yeah. one, one of the musical numbers in the, in the soundtrack, with the, with the main heavy metal riff, the track is actually called Pam Greer's Head. <laughs> Pam Greer is so awful in this movie like well she's not in it for long in both cuts so we'll, we'll... no that's true uh, yeah she ends up uh 
hit on a spike quite early. Good. Yeah, but uh, but no, I said you know it's a great cast. Like it, I think like I said, it's just the 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 tone of it's a bit all over the place. But um, you know, it's it, it has its moments. It definitely does, and um, I think some people are appreciate it now a bit more than what it was back then but um you know it's it's gained a bit of an audience but yeah it's it's, it's a bit of fun mm, you, you have to be drunk to enjoy it this film <laughs> yes. and a bit a few a few beers deep yes yeah a few <laughs> <laughs> a few bottles so how many for you tone a bottle or two Oh, Jesus Christ. I could never watch that original cut of that film again, ever. That's that's where I sit right now. Well, we'll get on to that. So, Tone, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, because um, obviously you're an, you, an editor by, you know, professional editor yourself. So, one week you decided to recut Ghost of Mars and, and see if you could fix all the problems with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's because I, um, you know, being a huge Carpenter fan, and and I, I just thought, oh man, this, one. and um, and then it, it just, I, I had you know, a couple of weeks off of work, um, and I thought, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna sit down and and recut this son of a bitch. Um, and see what I can do because I always thought that no, it it can be recut. Um, it it needs to be recut, <laughs> um, and that's it. End of story. And so what I what I did was like uh, it, it was like a Christmas new New Year period. So I had like five, six, seven days. And I just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here and recut that. And and, and your cut comes in, uh, I think, around 84 minutes? Or I think it was it. Uh, I, no, no, I think it's less. I think it's about 82 minutes. Eight, yep. So it, it's either, a, either way, 16 minutes shorter than the original cut. Oh, fuck that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So, way shorter because it needs to be way shorter. <laughs> and and the, when we watched it, it was just it was a you know linear action film. That's the one we saw. Your cut. So you yeah. Look, look that, that's the whole thing. I was just trying to um, deliver an old school carpenter film. Yep. yep. And that that was it. And you know, as I, I say again, I'm huge. Huge Carpenter fan, but this was like, like I can see what he's trying to do, but I don't agree with all his other decisions. You know, it's just like no, 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 no. no. You don't. You, you just mm. no. It was it, it was good. Yeah, and it removed all the flashbacks and um, you know it rearranged it and it was a tighter pace um, and. Um, well, think, it just comes across as a fucking movie. Because yeah. your cut, like, they're on, like, they get to the prison site, like, very quickly. Um, like, straight up. Straight up, yeah. So so it doesn't, and uh, the original and the original cut, it, like I said, it just tends to go on with the tribunal and, and then the flashbacks. Well, and- I, 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 took, I, I took stuff for, that was, like, halfway through the original movie and move it forward. Yes, yeah. 
you know, and it's just like, well, here we go, get off. It's like, here they go. They've they've found something, or what is it? And it's like, oh, but we find something. Oh, that's crazy, you know, and it goes from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it was it was quite an experience here, cut. Um, and yeah, it was it was just old school carpenter, and and you could see the carpenter in the film. You definitely see it. Definitely see it. It's, Absolutely. It, it was there. Um, uh, just quickly, the um, uh, Tony, you point out something interesting. Because uh, we watched Army of the Dead the other night, which is quite a big hit right now. Um, Huge what, hit. What, what's the, uh, the connection between the two of them? Which well, is... interestingly enough, um, the actor who plays Richard Strong, who plays Big Daddy Mars... Was played who played Zeus, the head zombie in Army of in Army of the Dead. And we were to, and when we watched and when we watched um, Army of the Dead, we actually discussed it. There was so many similarities to um, Ghost of Mars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry to cut across, Tony. Um, yeah, uh, dude, Zack Snyder. How many things are you going to borrow from? How blatant are you going to be? Army, the, I, and I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it the other night when we watched it together. Mm, but yeah. it, it was just like, wow, that's that's total ghost of Mars. You know, you've got the king or whatever, but but what happens, what goes on is so ghost of Mars. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, even to use the same oh, actor. It's the same actor who did it. Same so it was... Yeah. So it's unbelievably similar. Um, so I hope that people who watch Army of the Dead can visit Ghosts of Mars just to see that that connection because um, I hope it brings <laughs> some viewers to the film. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now the. Um, the the I mean obviously the the tribe people whatever they are the, within Ghosts of Mars they're very interesting looking uh, designs on on some of those sort of I, I guess they're like I said sort of possessed sort of zombie type people whatever they are. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'll say something quickly. If it yeah. wasn't because um, the film was edited by Paul Washiska, it was actually his first edited credit credit as an editor, and I have to say. It shows. Yeah, so, what a piece of shit work. Yeah, that, unfortunately, if, it, if if Carpenter chose a better editor, seriously it bad, would have been a yeah. better movie. Yeah, yeah, it just needs a re-edit, and uh, you know we can talk about this a bit of fan edits, like because because you know with Raising Kane, where uh, I'm sure De Palma saw it and went, wow, like this is this is how the film is meant to be, and so if this film has a re- had a re-edit, it, it could be a lot better, definitely could, and we can be, we've seen it firsthand. We've seen the. John and I, we have seen the edit, and it was, and we, I've got to say, it looked, it was amazing, fastly, fastly paced, and tightly edited, and it was great. So, if you, hopefully, Carpenter gets a copy of, but, you know, he may have seen it, who knows, but. Yeah, yeah, look, my, my, uh, my work has been seen by people in Hollywood and, and whatever. Um, and I've, I have asked them to just like, just 
just give it to the guy, you know? <laughs> give it to the guy, you know? It's like, please, please give it to the guy. <laughs> So, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Did you... My thoughts? Well, I haven't seen this uh, edit. I'm talking about the actual movie. The, uh, yeah. what, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Or, what are your thoughts? Glad you saw it again after all this year, all these years? Well, as like I said, I, need, I think I needed to be... I sound a bit drunk, but I feel like I need to be a bit drunk to enjoy it more. Just to, like, try and block out all the trashy CGI and what have you. Um, but I don't know. It, it's B-grade trash. It's, um, and I, I watch so much fucking B-grade trash, it's not funny. So it's just a big-budgeted B-grade trash that I'm, I probably won't revisit in a long time. But I don't know. I'll need a double. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original cut. I gotta tell you, after since we were just with we discussed that we we're gonna do this episode, it took me two tries to watch it. It was but, quite. <laughs> it was quite difficult, and I love Carpenter. I'm a huge Carpenter fan myself, but it was difficult to watch. And then when I watched Tone's cut. I never had so much fun. I, I actually had fun watching it. It was really, yeah. really, really good. But I will say this. It was good watching the original version again because it's been like 20 years nearly since I've seen it. And I just thought, you know what? I saw it again. Uh, it was it was okay, but I won't watch it again in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, myself, uh, yeah, like I said, I... The original cut, you know, it, it's jumbled. It's a bit of a mess, but I, I see the the carpenter elements in it, so that's why I, I do. Uh, it's, you know, it's not a great film by any means, but I, I do get some enjoyment out of it. Um, yeah, even though the original cut's a bit of a mess, but I've always, um, like I said, when I first saw Ghost Mars, was was the local DVD, and um, never hated it. I always thought it was, I thought it was okay, okay, and and but then, like I said, after after being spoiled by Tone's cut. I really can't go back to seeing the original version, but I, I, I like the film. They said it has its, yeah, at least it's it is Carpenter and it has its moments. Great soundtrack, um, and it's I just find a bit of fun, like a bit of you know popcorn B grade sort of sort of enjoyment. Um, but Tone, we, we know your thoughts on this film. What are your final thoughts on uh, Ghosts of Mars? Uh, the, the original. I just go through some of my notes. Yeah, yeah, please, please. Hmm. All right. Are these your editing notes or your thought yes. notes? Yeah, no, these these are editing notes. <laughs> um, after I did the edit. Um, okay. So the what I did as a fan edit is called the Cine Fixer Edition. Okay. All one word. Um, C-I-N-E-F-I-X-E-R edition. Okay, the number one problem with the original version of Ghosts of Mars is the fractured plotting. Important story beats are too disconnected. Its convoluted structure of flashbacks and flashbacks within flashbacks, plus voiceover and narration tries a title together. 
but information is needlessly repeated again and again, slowing the pace and robbing the piece of narrative drive. Okay, that's that's that that the the big overall. Compounding issues is that different takes are used in the repeated moments with completely and wildly different performances, making it all rather discombobulated. On the plus side, the film contains some cool production and costume design, decent lighting and camera operation, atmospheric sound, and perhaps the most intense of Carpenter's music scores. That's unusually heavy with guitars. The stunts and action choreography are pretty solid too, delivering some brutal and prolonged action fight sequences. The new Cinefixer edition is streamlined with a no-bullshit approach to the story. The umbrella structure of flashbacks with Melanie testifying before a committee has been removed entirely. The pieces that remain have been reassembled in a mostly chronological order. Makes for a very different viewing experience. There are also dozens of trims and scene deletions, plus changes in the order shots appear to either heighten action or otherwise improve a scene or sequence. A lot of work's been done on editing the dialogue inconsistencies are removed there are a number of mistakes uh, evident in the original um, release version problems in the script itself that don't make sense that weren't picked up and fixed in pre-production or post for example when whitlock the science officer is first introduced and asked why she checked herself into the jail, she replies, because it's the only safe place. But the squad doesn't pursue a line of questioning about her statement. And then Whitlock spends a good chunk of the film concealing the truth anyway, so it makes zero sense that she would volunteer the info anyway. This version sees those areas weeded out. The dialogue cutting in the original is particularly woeful. And, and seriously, guys, as a fucking editor, it's fucking dreadful <laughs> in this film. Scenes drag due to unnecessarily long beats between almost every line, especially from Ice Cube Mustache at Henstridge. It's been tightened up throughout. So, like, you know, you know, ju- you know, um, Cube will say, blah, 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 mm, cut to dramatic reaction shot. And then she says something. That's not, that's not dialogue in a film. That's just bullshit. That's just terrible shit. Um, so I, I tightened up all that. Um, any dialogue or behaviour... Sorry. Any dialogue or behaviour that seemed out of character has been cut, e.g. 
Melanie's are coming um, to Jericho's advances just before the last hand of action. Likewise, the badly delivered lines are gone, mostly from Pam Greer, but there are, chunk, uh, there are chunks, clunkers from all the cast. I've done my best to fix or remove them. Some super titles have been included up front to create some sense of continuity in the chronology, plus added an in-joke reference about Halloween. Um, you'll see that if you watch the, the cut. Um, I've, I've smoothed things out along the way. Um, there are some wipes and dissolves that have been inserted, and they're all in the style of transitions that we used in the original film. The sound was really challenging. Various grabs of dialogue, sound effects and music being repurposed to aid the revisions to fill holes. Um, a huge fucking, a huge fucking problem, guys, um, was the long opening. So you got this effect shot of Mars that was originally accompanied by this terrible voiceover. Mm. Um, I removed the voiceover, but then I just had nothing to make sense of it. So the, the voiceover's there, but it, it, it like it, the original film, voiceover there, then it was um, just basically, you know, text on screen. But what I did was I, I actually pulled down um, interstellar audio recordings from Voyager, like legit shit. Um, and that's, that's where I think my cut actually really, really works because you just have this sound. Um, and um, and then with the opening, I just I took a scene that was originally a flashback scene as you know whatever her name is. Um, sorry, what's her name? Oh, Joanna uh, Cassidy, I think Joanna yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joanna Cassidy. So, and that was the whole thing. I took I I took all that out. And then it was just like, so you just got this, this mood and the setup. Um, and then this scene that was originally midway through the film, told after she's been met in the prison and yada yada, but I moved it up, um, recut the scene. Um, and it's sort of like, boo. So the film opens basically with something from the middle where we see this boom, this explosion and blah, 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 blah. And then Joanna Cassidy leads her team in. Yeah, duh, 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 duh. And then something happens and it's all this horror pouring out. Boom! And then you're into the fucking title sequence. It is so much better! My God. So anyway, there you go. That's that's in a in a nutshell what I did. But it's you know I did did a hell of a lot on it, 
And I just did it because I just fucking hated the original cut, and I love John Carpenter. But and that's it. The yeah. End. No, thank you, thank you, Tony. Because, because there, like I said, there is a movie in there to be rescued. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, the the cut I've done obviously is not, you know, bees knees or anything, because it's really, really difficult to take something where you don't have access to footage, um, and you just you you just going, okay, that's the film, and then I I'm, I'm gonna recut it this way, um. Fortunately, I'm I'm not too bad at that sort of shit because I've done lots and lots and lots of sh um, show reels for actors and what have you. And one of the things I always used to say to actors is like, well, when I'm doing short, uh, like show reels, it's like, you know, just just let me do what I need to do. And what I would do is I'd just recut scenes from their short films because the bo bottom line is my short films made by students and they're really badly fucking edited so you end up having lots of room to move you've got gaps you've got like a second here is it should be much tighter should be overlapping whatever and you just do that and that's exactly what was wrong with ghosts of mars mm. it, it it was seriously like some an amateur hour dick Movie. Well, well, it was certainly if it was the first editing credit. Well, there you go. But anyway, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not sort of trying to put myself on a pedestal or anything, not at all. But I had to do this as a John Carpenter fan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And so, you know, like, I mean, I, we, we, you know, I, I screened it for you guys, like, you know, last week or the week before. Um, and, uh, but, but also with, with, the, I also, should, we won't talk about it, but, but also um, the work in progress of um, 2001. And that's the thing, you know, it's like, I, 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 I do these things just for fun, you know, and, and to, um hone my skills and 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 what have you that's it yeah that's why i do it yeah you know uh, i'm not i'm not sort of trying to make myself out to be this great filmmaker or whatever not not at all it's just like ah you know could this not have been done this way and that's it mm-hmm it's good because, you know, like you said, there is a whole fan edit community out there, isn't there? You were saying, Tone, that's quite a big... Yeah, yeah. Well, the fan.org community is huge. You know, it's, it's enormous. Like, the, I've seen so many fantastic fan edits. And I, I guess that's what sort of, you know, pushed me to do the uh, the, the Ghost of Mars one. Um, but... Um, it's certainly not perfect because look, I don't have access to the footage. Uh, the um, balloon goes down um, and it crashes, right? Um, but it's 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 just it, it, it's actually like all these dissolves that happen, going dissolve, 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 dissolve in that moment, and it's like what's going on there? Not my cut, baby. There's no fucking dissolves. But the thing is, I'm dealing with footage 
that's what I have. I I, I, I can't extend shots. I can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to f- do what I can with what's there that was released. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, that's it, guys. I just I don't know whether you want to ask any more. Feel <laughs> feel free to ask me questions, but I just I don't know what else to say. No, thank you, Tony. No, that's great. Um, it gives a breakdown of of the film as well. So I thought what we do is um, just quickly just cover the the, the Blu-ray itself. Um, now, Ryan, you've got the limited edition, right? The yeah. editor, really? Yeah. yeah. So this is spine number 20 from Indicator. Uh, Tony, you've got that interesting double release. I uh, do. I have a very, apparently, I have a rarity. I have the uh, double feature indi- powerhouse Indicator edition of um, Vampires and Ghosts of Mars on the one disc. It's, yeah, that, that that's the only version I have of Ghosts of Mars on Blu-ray. And um, unfortunately, there were no extras on it, but... Um, I was going to ask you that. I just thought, yeah, so that's. Like, I was at JB today, and and there was like a, um, because you know, I, was, I think it was last day of the, you know, two for one sale or whatever, and, and then I saw this this box set of like um, all the carp on oh, 4K, all the the, the, the cool carpenters like you know, Escape and, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, no fucking extras on it. And I was like, oh. yeah. No, the the UK edition, uh, you know, indicator. Obviously, that's what the podcast is. Um, always stacked. So they they have a ton of features on here actually, um, and they also included. Um, yeah, they got this this booklet, which is um, twenty fa- twenty four page booklet as well. So it goes through some of the concept art. Um, so really, it's a really nice release. Um, were there any? Because obviously, Tony, your, your release doesn't have any extras, but uh, Ryan, were there any extras you had a chance to watch? or, um, or, or um, the- No, I didn't. I would actually. Um, is there any extras? Because um, I love the set design and the fucking dangly chandelier, bloody nails and barbed wire. I love the set decoration. Oh, man, the, the, like, this, is the, this is the thing. The whole film looks great. Sound, like it, 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 the, the Sony pluses on it, but it's just like you got this really sloppy script that somehow got greenlit. And and seriously, as someone who works in screenwriting, uh, I just uh, my Tony, mind. What's like films nowadays in the script? Even Army of the Dead, this that was felt like a first draft for all the dialogue. Oh, Army of the Dead, I, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I, I, I was going to say to the guys, it's like, Army of the Dead, it's like, okay, Zach, you know, look, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I, 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 I think John and Tony enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I do love the set decoration. I thought it was amazing. That's, yeah. what, that's what I missed about it. Like, I kind of forgot about it. Even the special effects on, like, the monsters and whatnot, or the people, I suppose. Yeah, and the booklet has a lot of the uh, the, the sketching concept art for the, the set design, and um, they, they mm. captured it pretty well. Um, and, and actually, one of the extras on the disc. Yeah, I do say, yeah. You can go through all the set designs, yeah, through, through the menu. Um, the extra I really liked was there was actually the, the recording of the soundtrack and actually recorded footage of 
John Carpenter and Anthrax in the recording booth, you know, basically mixing the soundtrack. So it's a very cool extra. That was my favorite on the disc, definitely. When it says Anthrax, does that mean it's just Scott Ian? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. It's always yeah, Scott Ian. It, it, it probably just means John Carpenter's son. <laughs> <laughs> and Buckethead was there with the KFC bucket on his head recording. So, um, yeah, no, it was interesting extra. And there was another extra, uh, the, the, int- oh, one sec, let me just grab it. There was a, um, yeah, an interview, the B, uh, it goes for a long time, but I could only watch about half of it. Um, yeah, the Guardian interview with John Carpenter, um, where he kind of goes through his um, his late 80s, early 90s films. And it's a pretty interesting talk. It's a sit down. He talks about how, you know, the, the changing budget, changing industry, and he does take some Q&A. So that's a good extra too. But overall, it's, it's a great set. If you mm. like the Mars, definitely pick it up. But it is sold out now. So um but there is a standard edition with um just without the booklet if you if you do want to get it but cool um yeah well i i guess that's about it i mean i think we all ghost the mars out that's that's yeah, I'll go. Tone didn't think this would go for more than ten minutes for Ghost of Mars, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. No, that was. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Any final thoughts or? Um, I'm all good. Yeah, I just wanted to say about that set design. I love it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tony, any any final thoughts on Ghost of Mars? Well. It, it was good that we watched it, but as I said earlier, we won't be watching it again in a hurry. But I'm looking forward to discussing more Carpenter from Indicator when if when that time comes. Vampires, vampires, vampires. Yeah, we, we can we can definitely do vampires next if, if you're interested, Tone, to join talk about vampires or or um or Christine or even um the one he wrote, The Eyes of Laura. Oh, Eyes of yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, the Eyes of Laura Mars would be good actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I thought it was a bit of fun. I, I, I don't mind the film, um, and and yeah, it's a great addition, which gives a lot of context on the, the amount of effort that did go into it behind the scenes. So, you know, to make it look that good. But um, well, that's uh, Ghost of Mars. Thank you, everyone. Uh, you know, thank you, uh, Tone, for joining. We really appreciate it, and we hope to get you back on for another episode. Let me do one. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, that's it. Uh, thanks that's for listening it. to this episode. We'll Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. Lovely. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you.